As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. They travel at speeds pushing 200 miles per hour. The very best drivers in the world putting their lives on the line every week. It's time to get the lowdown on this week's contenders, plus a look at the key driver matchups. Right now on Con Racing. Welcome back to another week of Gone Racing here from the Grandview Lounge at the South Point Hotel and Casino. I'm Jeff Motley alongside now retired NASCAR uh, driver, Brendan Gaughan. As well represented by my father posting a big picture on the marquee. Uh, yes, in yeah. fact, I believe we have that. So oh, I great. think we're going to pop that up on the screen here. But it was a, it was a nice gesture from the, from the family and from the South Point Hotel. No, no, that would be mom that made dad do something that he really didn't care about. Well, I want you to know that I was very disappointed that you would take yourself out of the race by running into the reigning champion and a playoff driver. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> once again at Talladega, all three Las Vegas drivers get into a Hasselhoff. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. On the back yeah. first same lap. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so. Make for a good picture. I, maybe, I yeah. still want to know what the hell Kyle Busch did to, 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 I can at least throw a little shade like, hey, Kyle, why'd you, you know, why'd you. And TV doesn't do it justice because when you watch it on TV, it really looks like he takes evasive action to keep from T-Bone and Jimmy Johnson, and you're running 30 miles an hour, and boom. He was right there. So it's But you know what? Uh, uh, hey, uh, look, I had a great time, Jeff. You never know how it's going to end at, at Talladega. That's As you like to say, it's a crapshoot. Did you just say that? No, I said we, you like to say it. I said him? you like to say it. <laughs> and. You know, unfor- I mean, I would have rather gone out with some, like, big, huge wreck at least near the end racing for something where I was doing 200 miles an hour and it was exciting. I was doing, like, I was doing 35 miles an hour on, on you know, Jones and, and Silverado Ranch and ended up <laughs> getting wrecked. I'm like, come on. I mean, just that you were driving slower on the front straightaway at Talladega. Than I do on the freeway here I at I-15 at South drew, Point. You probably yeah. drove through the valet here faster probably, than, probably. than you were driving. Yeah. Well, that was very unfortunate. Now, we're getting to talk about Talladega. No big shock that 
Denny Hamlin somehow doesn't run in the top 20 for the whole second half of the race, finds himself in victory lane. What did I tell you that the Toyotas have been doing? They've been doing the same strat. They were back there with me most of the day. The funny thing with Denny is he ran up front at the early part of the race. Then he ducked out. Then he decided, I'm going to go hang with my buddy Brendan in the back. And then he says, well, there's five to go, and I can pass the whole field, and that's what I'm going to do. Or or I'm going to wait for half the field to wreck, and then I'm going to pass. But that was an awesome finish. I mean, how about the end of that? Yellow line penalties and and people blocking everywhere. We're all up there. I'm sure I'm with many fans. Once again, I'm not technically media. I can be biased. I was cheering for Matt DiPenedetto so hard. Well, I think we all were. I mean, I'm sitting there saying, come on, Matt. Come on, Matt. You know, I mean, I wanted him to win, too. But let's talk about the yellow line thing. So we saw Matt DiPenedetto get penalized, and yep. we saw Chris Busher get penalized. penalized. Early in the race, we saw Joey Logano get penalized well, for forcing And Chase Elliott got there. penalized for the finish, and then they rescinded His penalty, the penalty. saying he was forced in there by Busher, because what they did is they rescinded Elliott's, and they gave one to Busher. Yes. So it seems to me that there's, I mean, Regan Smith was very critical of it on a couple of the talk shows. Are they being inconsistent no, with this call? No, they're not. If you look at, here's the deal. The yellow line, the drivers have the steering wheels in their hands, right? So I can, Brad Keselowski, I think, said it best about three, four, five years ago when he got a penalty, not the Phoenix Racing one, another one where he got a penalty, he didn't win a race, and he said, next time, I'm just going to sit there and let him come across my nose and wreck him. And he did it. And he did. He put Carl Edwards into and, the fence but, in but that But that's the position that we got put in. If at the end of that race, when when Matt DiBenedetto came down really hard on, it was Chris Boucher, I believe. No, no it, was it was William, William Byron. Byron and Denny Hamlin. What William Byron should have done was left rear Matt DiBenedetto well, guess what? And he went below the, the yellow line. Both of them improved their position. See, yep. now, I thought that was the thing, though. Even if you're forced down there, you're not allowed to improve your position. Yeah, but but the point is, Matt, uh, William Byron, if you watch the video, he is on the apron, full sideways, holding on for well, dear life. How about life. Denny Hamlin, though? Denny goes below the yellow line, Denny, and he's running third, Denny's, and the, he ends up winning the, the race. The problem I had with Denny's was Denny had ample opportunity to get back up on the racetrack after he was forced and continued to shortcut the course. So I really thought Denny's was one that was going to be a penalty because after he got forced, I get it. And you get forced, and, and maybe you get one position. Maybe you know, maybe you, that, those two people have a problem. But he passed two more cars while continuing under the yellow line. So I was assuming Denny was going to get a penalty for the picking up positions, even though he was forced. Then instead of when there was opportunity to get up, he did not take it. He stayed down there and kept trying to dig for the front. That's why I thought was if there's anything, it was that that was inconsistent to me. But NASCAR has said it's a very difficult judgment call, Jeff. I right. mean, but the same it's thing hard to happened do. to Regan Smith a few years ago, and he got the win at Talladega taken away from yes. him. Yes. I think that's why he was very bitter, saying, which one is it? Now, we also have different guys making the rules. If you think about it, back in that day, Richard Buck is sitting up in the tower making the rules. Now you got Jay Fabian sitting in the tower making the rules. So you got a different guy. It's a different interpretation. It's kind of like watching the baseball playoffs. And it's, some look, umpires have a low strike zone no, and some have a high strike zone. That was the point I was just going to make, is the interpretation is the same. It's the guy looking at that strike zone saying, is he on the outside corner? Is he not on the outside corner? And everybody can look at it differently. We can take those reviews and look at them, and you can say, oh, yeah. I mean, there's no denying that Matt Benedetto hard-pushed to try to block and forced William Byron. Absolutely. He tried to do that. That is what they say we can't do. 
Okay, so check one, correctly applied rule. William Byron being forced and, and not getting a penalty, correct move. But he did pass cars while he was down there. Well, William pass Byron, William was, Byron was holding on for dear life. So, I mean, Fair enough. I can't get, say that the, the you know, uh, Chris Boucher, Chase Elliott. Chris Boucher forced Chase below that line. Chase, if you watch, Chase, once he got forced to avoid the wreck, he came right up and doored Chris to get back right. on the racetrack. The flag is waving in front that, of him. Absolutely. So Chase made the attempt to get back on the track and keep going. So when you look at these things, you can say ball, strike, what it is. The only thing to me that I questioned was the fact that Denny had the ample opportunity to get up and never took it. So for me, that was the biggest question. And now if you're holding the betting ticket for a top three, how about the end of that? How about I had to Benedetto to do some stuff <laughs> here, three. man? I was upset after the penalty. And me? so, you know, it was it was definitely, but here's the best part. It's an exciting end. Talladega did exactly, it delivered exactly what we want. But two races at Talladega. Denny Hamlin won both of them. Al Marola was backwards across the line at the last one. It's, it, I mean, it was great race, great finish. Eric Al Marola, by the way, extends ties, or no, he beat Dale Jr. now for the most consecutive top tens at Talladega. He's at eight top tens in a row now. That's pretty crazy. And, I mean, when you talk about a crapshoot, that's not a crapshoot if you have a guy that finishes top ten eight times in a row. No, we talk and, – and we don't run any more of the restrictor play, the super speedway super races speedway. the rest of the way. We've only got five races left in the season. So we don't really need to dwell on who's good at Daytona and Talladega until we start doing next year's Daytona show. But you mentioned Eric Almarola. The one thing we do have to look at right now is the championship yep. standings. Yep. Now, we really have two guys in Clint Boyer and Eric Almarola who, if they don't win this weekend – they're definitely going home. And to be honest with you, I think if Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon, if they don't win, I think they're going home as well. So they're 21 points back. 21 each of points them. behind Joey Logano and like 24 points behind Alex Bowman. So, so if you look at the way the points are, the, the thing is you can say, yes, there's 60 points to be had. Kyle Busch and, and Austin Dillon can point their way in. But that means they need someone else to have that bad day. And Austin, Dillon, and Kyle both need each other. Or they have to well, win. I'm just saying to point it in. To point, point themselves in. in, they have to have someone else have that bad day. And they're racing each other also tied for points. So they have to leapfrog each other and leapfrog somebody up there. And you look at the guys that are in the back of the points, the Joey Logano's, the Alex Bowman's, these are guys that aren't awful on road courses. No, these are guys you look that, at the next guy up, number six, Martin Tricks Jr., who would be in peril. I mean, uh, unless, he's the favorite. Uh, unless the car breaks... He's going to finish in the top three. Look, I mean, foreshadowing, hey, guess who Guess who the two favorites are of this race? I mean, Martin Truex Jr. when we get to that point. So for me, those are the guys that, looking forward, Austin Dillon, we said this on last week's show, we said this on the Las Vegas, the South Point 400 show, Austin Dillon needed to have a great Las Vegas because he knew the Roval was the cutoff and he is not good on road courses. Well, he had a miserable Las Vegas after he got the penalty. And honestly, he I th fought he, hard to get he, back in. He was running very well at Talladega, and then a Talladega thing happened. But why do you fight? Happened. Why do you keep fighting? Austin Dillon, when I got out of the race car, I, I got over to the motorhome, got to the military guys, pimping all of us, and, and I turn on the TV, and Austin Dillon is 47 points out of the championship. They're out of the cutoff line. And I go, oh, man, poor Austin. He's done. He kept fighting. He got some wave arounds. He got some lucky dogs. And next thing you know, Austin Dillon gained 20 points by just doing laps. By the way, you know his brother got a top three? No, Ty's. I, I, I don't even know where Ty's going to be racing next I year. I talked but. about Ty on last week's show saying that Ty Dillon, Michael McDowell, those are guys that are really do well and excel at these places. So Ty did exactly what he needed to do.
got to the end, was racing for the win. All right, so I'll put you on the spot. Any of these 9 through 12 guys going to find their way in, or are these four guys the ones Ooh. that are going to be doing the, the post-race <sighs> Zoom on why they didn't make it any farther? You know, uh, I mean, Kyle Bush is really the only one, th right? I mean, that, that's the thing you got to look at is you got to say, okay, Kyle Bush. Let's go to Kyle Bush as though his last 10 road course races, not just Roval, road course races. Average finish of 14 and a half. Kyle better show up in his last couple Roval races. He was, and I hate that word, you know that, 37th and 32nd in his two races. Well, well, you know that wasn't the car. One of, okay. one of them is where they all did the, hello, I'm coming to turn one wall, wait for me. Uh, um, he yeah. was in that one. What turn one? Yeah. <laughs> there so, was no turn one. They just <laughs> they were heading They were heading the oval one. Um, so Kyle needs to show up. If, well, and we've seen him run well on road courses before. I remember he and Brad Keselowski yeah, had, no, had, had a great, great battle, battle at Watkins, at Watkins Glen. Glen. Nope. So Kyle can do it. But we've been saying all year, we've been waiting for, you know, Kyle to be Kyle. He hasn't been Kyle yet. If there's ever a week he needs to do it, it's now. Because I honestly think these guys need, I think all four of them, if they have a shot, they need to win. Or they need something catastrophic to happen to Joey Logano or Alex Bowman. Because they're the only two guys they can catch. And there has to be a catastrophe. And they got to get all their stage points and do it all. So you're kind of with me. You think those four go home. I Well, I think. They're in a. I think they're in a winner go home we situation. All know they're, well, I think we all know they're in a winner go home. Do you think any of them win though? I well, don't see that, Austin. Hey, I was going to say I don't want to pick on my guy Austin. I, I, we like Austin. I, but I don't Austin think Eric Almirola is going to win there. Now Clint Boyer. Can Clint Boyer. Can, you Clint Boyer can win. You know what? And I want to touch real quick though on the odds to win the championship. We we look at them every week. We kind of talk when to to you know put your odds on somebody. Kevin Harvick is down to plus one twenty five to win. The championship. Okay, but I think that's because Phoenix is like his best He's track. It should be, I, but it, it doesn't matter. He's plus one twenty-five. But you've got a guy like Alex Bowman and Joey Logano that are forty and fourteen to one, and Kyle Busch last week was fourteen to one. He's fifty to one. He's fifty to Cause one because everybody knows his chances are so long just to get in now. But what if Kyle Busch does get in? We keep talking about when to bet on somebody. So you want to go and bet. Ten bucks on Kyle Busch. This is the week to do it. If you want to, you're never going to get him at fifty to one to win the championship ever again. At Daytona next year, Kyle Busch will not be fifty to one. No, he'll be six to one to be the champion. So uh, that's now's the time. Kyle Busch can do it. If you get him, you get him at fifty to one, Jeff. I, now, Kevin Harvick at the start of the season when he was four fifty or or you know five to one or something. That was the best you were going to get Harvick kind of all yeah, year. His, his odds are only going to get low. I mean, they're they might even get lower. He might, if it gets to Phoenix, you might have a minus 125 to win the championship I mean, by the then. Only, the only thing that could possibly befall Harvick is if you get three upset winners at Kansas, Texas, and Martinsville, and it comes down between he and Denny Hamlin. Listen, the only thing that could befall him is if he happens to get test positive for COVID the week of Homestead, or the week of Phoenix. Other than that, Kevin Harvick is going to be at, at Phoenix Raceway running for the championship. Most likely. I don't disagree. Okay. now, And if I'm him, don't get tested that week. <laughs> he, he did not say that. Oh, our, our show does not endorse that. <laughs> All right, now let's talk a little bit about where we're going this week because I know we sometimes we don't get to the, the next race course until we get into our second segment, but this is such a unique place. So I don't want to put you on the spot because I don't know that you've actually raced. Yeah, I really You have raced yeah. on that. All right, so we've got some graphics that we can put up on the screens. Why don't you kind of take people through what to expect on making a lap around 
the Roval. Well, look, the, the fun thing about the Roval is you, you hear me all the time complain that technical race courses. We go to Sonoma. It's not technical anymore. You go to Watkins Glen. It's not technical anymore. They've made it. They've NASCARized it. Well, Sonoma put the carousel back. Still, so They've still NASCARized bit. it. But you talk about the Roval. It's a technical track. Turn one is very deceiving, as we've seen by the big pileup in, in the very first year where everybody forgot to turn into turn one. That's a very deceiving spot. You're running up into speed. You're, you're grabbing a gear, and then you immediately come back. You make that hard left. There's a little uphill. It's a blind turn two. So turn two has a little crest. You've got to aim through the corner, look at something over this little crest. Very tight, very narrow. When somebody makes a mistake, it tends to back more people up. Then you got the wide section of the track where you got three, four, five, six. And then the six to oval turn one is really fun. That's where you see guys take shots. They try to dive bomb on driver's left to get to that driver apex curbing. If they can get there, you can force a guy out. You lose traction out there. So it's really fun to do that. They've worked on the back straightaway chicane now. The first I mean, year, we saw guys hitting that chicane and tearing the whole but splitter off. They the put car those and turtles up there, and the first year they put this. Look, the the Daytona Road Course that we've run has a bus stop. They call it right. Right. It's twenty five feet. You go in. Kind of similar to Watkins Glen. Very similar to Watkins Glen. It's a. It's actually bigger than Watkins Glen's. They did the one at Charlotte the first year, and they made it like this. Hey, let's see how fast, and we can make where somebody can try to straighten this out, and it did not go well. Since then, SMI, Charlotte Motor Speedway, has moved the, the spectator wall and made that bus stop deeper. That is what they needed to do. Now, it's still not a passing zone, but what it does, it sets up the passing zone going into the finish line uh, chicane because if you get a great run off of that bus stop, now you've got oval three and four. You start to make a run to somebody. You can outbreak them coming off the track into that chicane. So it is a key point there, and I do love the Roval. It's a ton of fun. Now, in the previous years, the Roval was really kind of an outlier. I mean, we really decided we're not comparing this to Watkins Glen or Sonoma. It was its own deal. Yeah. Well, this year, just two months ago, almost less than two months ago, we raced on the road course at Daytona. It was in the middle of Thank August. you for not calling that the Daytona Roval, Which by the way. I, and you actually raced on that one. So how similar are those two tracks, and what can we glean from Daytona so, to apply to Charlotte? They're extremely similar. I mean, when, when Charlotte did it, it's, it's a very, very similar racetrack. Um, just take the Daytona one and shrink it down, and that's what they've done with this one. So you can look at how they ran at the Daytona Road Course because the same thing happens there. You have a couple tight sections. You have a couple fast sections. You have technical. You have to be precise with your markings. That new chicane they put at the at the Daytona Road Course for NASCAR mimics completely the Turn 4 chicane at Charlotte. So you can take that racetrack and say, I expect very similar results from the drivers in that track. So if you're better and you're trying to find, you know, what can I lean on, you said it right. Watkins Glen and Sonoma, you can't lean on those. You can lean on the Daytona Road Course and how people did there. Oh, and by the way, who won the Daytona Road Course? Uh, that'd be Chase Elliott. There you go. And who was second at the Daytona Road Course? Uh, I believe that. Martin Truex Jr. Jr. So the I, two I guys that have dominated road courses lately. And we know who are going to be the favorites. Now, you talked about it being a little smaller. Yep. Now, one of the things that benefited Martin Truex Jr. at Daytona, they made a ton of mistakes on pit road. <laughs> But his mistakes on pit road, because the laps were so long around Daytona, kill him. they really never killed him, gave an opportunity to get back. 
does the margin of error and the mistakes get a little smaller at Charlotte because the track isn't quite as big? Yeah, because you don't have the time and space to make up the error. Um, it is tighter. It is smaller. It is a little bit more Martinsville-y, call it. Call it the Martinsville short track of Daytona. You know what I mean? It's, it's just things happen. They get amplified. So you can't be making those giant mistakes that you made at Daytona. you gotta, you got to try to find a way to, to clear. And, and right now, playoff drivers, there's been some abysmal pit stops. Yes, there has by been. playoff teams. Uh, there's been a lot of mistakes and by playoff drivers. Look, as a better, you and I, I can talk about driver all day long. I can talk about uh, Austin Dillon not liking the road course. You know, I can talk about Chase Elliott loving road course. We can do all that. But man, I can't handicap these pit crews. They've got to come and step up. They've got to come for their driver. And they have a lot of crews this year have let their playoff drivers down. Now, there's one thing we haven't talked about with the Roval this weekend. What has never happened in NASCAR history that could happen this weekend? We have yet to run a cup race in, in the, the rain. rain, and there's, there's a, a hurricane. 90, well, I don't know if the hurricane is going like to make the, it there. Maybe the tail or something. They're talking about a 90% chance of rain on Sunday. Uh, and, and obviously they can't run if there's puddles, they've said. If there's no, standing, standing water, water or driving rain, no they series, run. No series runs right. in standing water. But light rain. And a wet racetrack, they say they're going to run. They cannot run at night because there's not lights on the road course or headlights. I know if Why it starts raining, Brendan is going to have Scotty beam him over just so he can get over there and see it. Is there, if there's anybody that gets hurt and it starts to rain, I'll, uh, we'll Scotty, find – Yeah, Scotty Star, over, Star Trek, somebody get me over there. But, yeah, that uh, – but Thank who does that benefit? Does it benefit Chase Elliott because he's run in the Xfinity Series more recently than Martin Truex Jr.? Just going to say, he's run in the rain multiple times in the Xfinity Series, and I've raced against him and seen how well he handled himself in the rain. Christopher Bell, William Byron, Tyler Rake, these young guys that have raced have been in the doing rain. a lot of this. Yep. Ke Kevin Harvick, when was the last time you think Kevin Harvick raced in the rain? Maybe Montreal Kyle if he had probably one. probably hadn't run, run Never. in because Kyle didn't go run a lot of those no. one-off races. So, I mean, it's the, the rain could become a factor, and... As a better, you got to take all your factors in before we go go to the betting but, window. But, but there's and no place data bet. points on cup guys in the well, rain unless you look at what they did in Xfinity that, or trucks. There, there. So there's data points. You got to look at some of those guys, and I'm going to look at guys like a Chase Elliott, who's already a favorite. I think that amplifies his favorite. I'm going to look at some guys like a Chris Boucher, who Chris Boucher, his odds are not great to win this race, and if it rains, I do believe that moves him up a level in in. That. But Chris hasn't really done a lot of rain racing. He's been the Cup Series for so long. Yeah, but it's he, been a while. But he did run him in the Xfinity Series with us, and he ran well at Mid-Ohio in the rain. I remember that one in particular. Well, I just think it's going to be really interesting to see, especially those veteran guys like a, a Truex, a Harvick, a Kurt Busch. Even the guys Joey, that haven't run it. Even Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski. Well, they've been in the Cup Series so long. Yeah, but Brad has a good road. Like, Brad is a road racer. Remember Marcus Ambrose, the whole thing? Brad's proven to me his chops. He can road race. If it rains, find some, I like Brad. They'll find some way on iRacing. Okay, when we come back on Gone Racing, we'll start breaking down the odds to win this weekend's race at the Roval in Charlotte. This is Gone Racing, the weekly NASCAR show that gets you ready for this week's big race and more. You can listen to VSIN on Sirius XM Channel 204. Watch us online at vsin.com and follow us on Twitter at VSIN Live. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome back to our weekly NASCAR show, live from the Sportsbook at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. Welcome back to just outside the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. I'm Jeff Miley, alongside Brendan Gone here at the South Point Hotel and uh, back for Gone Racing. And, Brendan, it's time to start talking about the odds to win this weekend's race at the Roval. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any shock that we got two guys at the top in Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., Chase Elliott plus 300, Martin Truex Jr. plus 550. Uh, both of those guys are dominating on these type road co- these and, courses. And I'm going to start and say 550 on Martin Truex Jr.? Put some money down. Great number. I like 300 on Chase. Those are great numbers. I mean, they've won seven of the last ten road course races. Should have won eight of the last ten. <laughs> they, hey, they were they were from here to the camera. The first <laughs> Roval race, Truex had it won, and Jimmy Johnson. Well, just he didn't have it the won. Break. They had a great race to the end, but Jimmy. Well, made it even more exciting. Jimmy had actually driven the corner the way Jimmy should have. And we like Jimmy. We're not picking on Jimmy. Hey, it was fun as hell to watch. And Jimmy hadn't won a race in a year or so. And now, had he known, he probably would have even wrecked him harder. He would have made the turn and wrecked him while he was doing it. But now the other guys, and they're not horribly far behind, but there are big names. Denny Hamlin plus 700. Kevin Harvick plus 800. And then we get into the the smaller double-digit guys. Ryan Blaney at 11. Clint Boyer at and Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch trying to get in the championship. And Brad Keselowski, a pretty accomplished road racer. 14 to 1. 14 to 1. Joey Logano, 16 to 1. Alex Bowman, 18 to 1. Then we get to that guy, Jimmy Johnson, is 20. And Kurt Busch and William Byron, both 22 to 1. I, I lit- legitimately think anybody in that group has a chance to win this race, although trying to bet against Chase Elliott or Martin Tricks Jr. is really difficult. Look, I, I mean, the, you, you look at the numbers. 
last 10, just road course races. I'm not talking just Charlotte Roval. I'm talking road course races. 20 races between the two of them. Has Chase run Fif that many already? No, 10. They've each run 10. Okay, okay, okay. But there's 20 races between the two of them. 15 top 10s between the two That's of them. That's remarkable. You know, th 13 well, and, top 5s. And, and, and take out Truex getting crashed in the first Roval race when he couldn't get his car going. So that I would mean, have been 16. These two guys right here absolutely have, have have shown that they are phenomenal at road courses. Now, side note to me, it has nothing to do with betting. Chase Elliott, how bad his father was on road courses. It's very amusing to see how good Chase Elliott has become we, on road we courses. We know who was not his instructor. It was definitely his, not his father. His dad helped him everywhere else, but his dad was not much his, help on the road courses. His father was amazing and phenomenal, and I love him, but not on road courses. You know, one thing about Chase Elliott, though, is I think when you see Chase Elliott race, I think he is a real student of the sport. Yes. I think he yes. learned a lot from his father. But, you know, you kind of have to remember what accomplished road racers Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson were. And where did – I mean, Chase Elliott came up – I mean, got into the Hendrick with the Bush Series as Xfinity Series now. But Chase Elliott got in there and watched Jimmy and watched Jeff for years. You know he learned stuff from those guys. You know, and one you didn't get to on that on that odd screen, we just, but Eric Jones, 50-1. to 1. Eric Jones, 7th, 5th, 8th, 4th in four of the last six road races. And er driving for his life. And, and Eric has been good at these places. Now, I'm not sure. Eric so far has seemed like whether he's phoning it in or whether the team is not putting all the effort. They have not. We have, how, when was the last time we, you heard an Eric Jones mention on a television coverage right now? So it's not good. But Eric Jones does show me some chops on the road races, and I, I'm going to be remiss. I've always got to bring up. I know he's 50 to one. You know who I'm going I to say? Who you're going to talk about the, our man from Arizona. But Michael McDowell. Remember the teams he's driving for. He's only got one top ten in the last ten road course races. But what tenth, twelfth, twelfth? Didn't he run really 14th. well at Daytona on their yeah, road course? And he ended he up tenth. Some issues there late. He ended up tenth. Ended up with issues. If you're looking for a flyer. And, and and look, if you want to call this the crapshoot of the road courses, he said crapshoot. Everybody, huh? let's put that on. That tape. I did got, say. It is on tape. So uh, that one's on, on tape. tape. If I, the Jeff Motley crapshoot of road courses, <laughs> but we're talking about the mistakes when they get made. They compound and they kind of take more people with you. All it takes is three, four guys to get bound up with something, get some damage in that turn one, two, where it's all narrow. And Michael McDowell. Slides himself right in there. The key for a guy like Michael McDowell, his pit crew can't lose the race for him. It can't come down to a green flag pit stop. Right. That's the problem. And, and in this kind of environment where you can actually pit under green, this and actually green flag pit stops might be better than yellow flag pit for stops him. for Michael yeah. McDowell. He's got a three-second lead, or he's three seconds ahead of somebody, and he's two seconds slower in a pit stop. He still comes out ahead. Whereas he, he just needs it to come down to what happens on the racetrack, and McDowell has a shot. Right. Because if you get a yellow flag pit stop, then... He could certainly be in a lot of I'm trouble. not going to look at anybody in the 100-plus-to-one range. I'm sorry. There's, there's Austin right. Dillon, those guys. Right. And I think once we get into the top threes, maybe we can start talking about those guys. Okay, we'll be right back on Gone Racing, talk about top threes and head-to-heads. This is Gone Racing, the weekly NASCAR show that gets you ready for this week's big race and more. You can listen to VSIN on Sirius XM Channel 204. Watch us online at vcin.com and follow us on Twitter at vcin live. Welcome back to our weekly NASCAR show. 
from the Sportsbook at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. Sports Betting Network is providing all access to everything we offer for the rest of the football season for only $129. From now through Super Bowl Sunday, you'll get our weekly digital betting guides with power ratings, predicted scores, and consensus picks for the games each week, access to our 24-7 live video stream, and daily email updates featuring the best bets from every show, host, and guest. Breaking news, advanced stats, and game previews on vcin.com plus our 2020-2021 bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge this season. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your football midseason special today. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. And that's the football, guys, but we're here to talk racing. Jeff Motley, Brendan Gaughan here at the Grand Do they know more than us about South football than we know about racing? Uh, eh, that's a good question. I think we know about, about more about our sport than they know about theirs. I would agree with that. Fact, you but they're I, really good. And you and I might be okay on football picks, too. We could do it. We right. know a little bit. We just don't get to watch it as often. But I, 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 think we, I think we classify as professionals. Well, you are a retired <laughs> professional, and I get paid to work in racing. So I guess that makes us both professionals. Profession, see? There you professionals. go. Professionals. That's exactly Prof what it is. Trust me. I'm All right. So let's talk about top three. And what do we have this week we haven't seen in a while? We've only seen this maybe two times this year, maybe three. Until we get Kevin Harvick at Phoenix. <laughs> For the twin the championship. We've got a minus number in the top three on a guy that I don't ever remember seeing a minus number on. Unless it was at the Daytona road course. I don't think he even year. had it I don't then. think he was either. He was probably like a plus 105 for a top three. But, yeah, Chase Elliott come in a minus 125. But I really love a plus 150 on Martin Truex Jr. Because, I mean, look, how do you go against those two guys to finish first and second? I mean, Martin has, has proven to me. And, and where this came from, Jeff, Martin's career before recent, dear God, where did this come from? Martin Truex now is a road course ace and – he has turned it in a plus 150 for him. I wouldn't have been surprised. Remember a couple years ago, I think we saw Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch being minus 125s together. In the, I would have had Martin Truex as a minus number here. I think that's a great, uh, a great number for a top three. Well, you know, and I've heard a lot of drivers say that road course racing is a little bit about attitude. You know, some guys are like, oh, no, good grief. like Richmond is about attitude. Oops, Richmond's about attitude. Road course racing isn't just about attitude, it's about ability. Earnhardt used to hate road courses, and he was never that good on road courses. And Dale Jr. used to say, he goes, my dad hated him, and he but always that, went in with a defeatist attitude. But that was also because road course has driver ability that's different than what they're used right, to. Right, but we used to see guys like Mark Martin and Ricky Rudd embrace it. We saw Jeff Gordon, but Jimmy Johnson But they did other racing it. to embrace it. Jeff Gordon did other racing. Jeff Gordon came from a different world. Mark Martin did that. These guys didn't. And or the 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 Bill Elliotts did not the Dale Earnhardts did not so they never not only embraced it they never even tried to embrace it Ricky Rudd tried he went to road course schools he learned how to do road course racing he went to get better those guys did not Rick Mass used to tell me how much he couldn't stand the road courses but then he was going to the Bond Rudd school cool. all the time there you go it's like look you got to figure out how to do it and with six road courses coming on the schedule next year better everybody better have a positive attitude all right looking down at some of the other numbers Denny Hamlin at plus 200 Kevin Harvick plus 225 and the only other guys we got single digits we got three guys at plus 400 Clint Boyer Kyle Busch Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano's plus 450, Alex Bowman plus 500, Jimmy Johnson plus 550, Kurt Busch, William Byron both plus 600. Um, 
you go to, to Benedetto, maybe a 10 to 1. And you were talking earlier how you like Eric, Eric Jones, Jones, 12 to 12 1, to Michael 1. McDowell, 12 to 1. Some possibilities there with the top threes. You know, Christopher Bell is 13 to 1, Chris Boucher, 16 to 1. If we're talking that rain that you've been kind of talking about, I'll circle up a couple of those guys right there and say, you know, uh, uh, there could be an opportunity of Boucher at 16, a Tyler Reddick. I don't know. I'm going to go on the second page here and show you a real long shot for a top three, and it's James Davison at 40 to 1. Australian. He's the Australian, Australian that runs Indy cars, that's run V. The thing is, he's run a V8 supercar, which is very similar to our NASCAR stock car. So James could be a decent shot, at not at a win, but a 40 to 1, if it's that 90% guarantee, if it really starts to rain. James Davidson is somebody that I would. I would, wouldn't um, uh, look Rick Ware equipment. There's still pit crew and equipment. Well, a lot uh, of things that go into it too. He's got to have have the horses. But to do it. he, but James Davidson is one. I don't. We don't normally go that far down. But James Davidson is a very unique character in that, with his experience, with his level of expertise in a car that's a heavy car like ours. So I'm not against James Davidson on a 40 to one. You know, you talk about those triple digit numbers. You know, we had three three laps to go at Talladega last week. And we had Cody Ware and Quinn Half running in the top ten. So it's like, what's going to happen here? Yeah. All right, let's talk about the driver head-to-heads. And, <laughs> and, okay, everybody, if you ever wanted the opportunity to get Denny Hamlin at plus 155. And in a head-to-head. And, and are you ready for this? Kevin Harvick at plus 170? 170. Really? Seriously? Now, okay. All it but takes, it's against Chase all it takes is a Chase Elliott with... A flat tire. Yeah, it does not take Chase Elliott running head-on into the tire barrier in turn one. No. Because he did that last year and still won the race. It just takes a flat tire. It just takes one mistake. No, it takes two by Chase Elliott because he made one mistake last year and he still won the race. It's going to take at least two. <laughs> Understood. But that is a ma- – I mean, come on. Kevin Harvick in a head-to-head at minus 170, that is well, – Okay. I, I, now, I, let's how, talk about these How pluses. do you say no to that? Denny Hamlin is plus 155 to Chase Elliott's minus 175, and Kevin Harvick is plus 170 to Chase Elliott's minus 190. But how about this one? Kevin Harvick is plus 140 to Martin Truex Jr.'s minus 160. There are some really fun driver head-to-heads. Oh, and by the way, Denny Hamlin plus 120 against Martin Truex Jr. at minus 140. There's there's great numbers there. The data backs up some of these. The data backs up a little of this odd, but not all of it. So I, I definitely think that, you know, there, there's ways to go on that that could be kind of fun. Um, you know, I've been talking about the Kyle Busch don't line. A lot of the years, not a great return, but Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch are head-to-head at minus 110. I think that a Clint Boyer minus 110, that to me is a very good number. We got really close to the don't line being that we don't have Kyle Busch in the head-to-heads. <laughs> I mean, we've only got him He's in got three two. of them, him and they're all minus 110s that Kyle Busch is in. So it's kind of really hard to even go out on a limb and go with him. You know, one other one I find a little bit interesting, I, I guess I've kind of thought Brad Keselowski was a little bit better road course racer than Denny Hamlin. I, I don't know why. I just kind of feel like Keselowski is a little better. And Brad comes, is coming in at a plus 105 against Denny Hamlin's minus 125. Yeah, I, but that's, that's a mighty big split in hair. Brad Keselowski, 10 races, four top 10s. Uh, Denny Hamlin, seven top 10s. Denny lately has done better, but you and I keep referring to the Brad Keselowski of five, six years ago where he proved to us some of that driving chops, but lately he has not shown that same prowess that he showed early on. Yeah, and just one other interesting one in the two guys that have dominated the sport this year. Uh, Kevin Harvick also getting a plus line there, plus 105 against Denny Hamlin at a minus 125. So 
Harvick getting another plus line. He's got a bunch of them up here. That one right there is close. Denny and Denny and Kevin are about the same on the road racing skills to me, and that's that's a tough one to pick. Well, when we come back, Brennan and I talk about our favorite things in the world. We love the group matchups. We'll also talk about how we did last week. Little kudos to the pit crew. We'll come back on Gone Racing. This is Gone Racing, the weekly NASCAR show that gets you ready for this week's big race and more. You can listen to VSIN on Sirius XM Channel 204. Watch us online at vcin.com and follow us on Twitter at vcin Live. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back to our weekly NASCAR show. Live from the Sportsbook at the South Point Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, back to Gone Racing. Indeed helps you find the high-impact hire your business needs fast. You'll find lots of great candidates and no long-term contracts at Indeed.com slash high-impact. Brendan, no uh, talking about Spotify and Spotify. Sporkler Stitcher. or whatever. Stitcher. Stitcher Come on now, don't be dogging yep, on Stitcher yep, now. Yep. I get them confused, you know. I heart. Stitcher. All right, Jeff Miley, Brendan Gone, back for our last segment of Gone Racing. We're talking about the Roval at Charlotte this weekend. It's an elimination race. We're going to have four guys getting knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, we got four guys who are in big trouble about getting playoffs. knocked out of the playoffs. So we're going to get into our group matchups, though. Let's take a look at Group A. Uh, no big surprise to see Chase Elliott, the favorite in Group A. Um, you know, Martin Truex Jr. is plus 270, and if you look at his top three odds, he's plus 150. So he's got a better chance of finishing in the top three than he does winning his own group. But that's because Chase Elliott is in there, and Chase Elliott has been the man to beat lately on these. And honestly, you got Denny Hamlin plus 320, Kevin Harvick at plus 380. Yeah, but, and normally but 270 for Martin Truex to win that group at plus 270, as you just said, they're giving him a better odd to beat those four than to get top three in the field. So 
I look at that and say, hey, wait a second. Once again, all it takes is Chase to have one small mistake, and you've got a plus 270 on Martin Truex that we've just said, to win the race, he's 550. Right, and he's got worse odds to finish head-to-head ahead of Chase Elliott. And honestly, I think if he beats Chase Elliott, he wins that group. Yes. So I, I think plus 270 on Martin Truex is a great shot there if you want to take one. It's a good number, but we also see Denny Hamlin plus 320 and Kevin Harvick plus 380. And I'm not talking about taking And I think it. we just chuckle to I'm see those kind of numbers on Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, yeah. but I'm, I'm with you there. All right, let's take a look at Group B. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about a guy who, um, you know, has had some road course prowess in the past. Brad Keselowski is a favorite, plus 225. Then we got his two teammates, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano. Blaney, who won the inaugural event at the Roval back in 2018, a little bit of an accidental winner because Jimmy Johnson and Martin Truex got taken. Once again, still was in third. He was in third. He was distant third, but he was in third. And then Kyle Busch, a guy who's racing for his life this weekend, plus 315 is a long shot. Um, Boy, that's a pretty interesting number. You know, and I – I would put that on Kyle Busch, a plus 315 and a head-to-head. That, to me, is worth it. Even though I've been talking about the don't line on Kyle, his back's up against a wall. It's a road course. He does do well. He, it's not like he's a bad road racer. Go, he's not going up against Chase or Martin Truex. You know, they, those are not in his group. Um, 315 for Kyle Busch is worth me, me taking. All right, we move on to Group C. Uh, we got Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, and Alex Bowman, all plus 265, and then William Byron plus 270. So you've got three of the Hendrick cars and Clint, Clint Boyer. And, I mean, I don't really know if there's a favorite over anybody there. I mean, it's it's really kind of hard uh, when you look at the handicapping to pick those. Although, personally, I kind of think Clint Boyer and what we've seen him do lately on road courses, he might be the guy to beat there. Clint's not bad, but don't forget, Alex Bowman's second last year this race. Uh, Alex Bowman fourth the year before at this race. So Bowman has done well at this racetrack, and I told you, you have now history to go off of. You can look at this. You can also look at Daytona, Alex Bowman 12th. Um, uh, that, that's, I would jump on Clint right away, but I'm not going to fake on Alex Bowman and act like that's not a good number. All right, we look at Group D. We got Eric Jones and Eric Almirola, both the favorites there at plus 255. And then Christopher Bell and the guy that uh, you've talked about a little bit, Michael McDowell, coming in there at plus 280. That's a pretty good little difference there. And I mean, I think, you know, Michael McDowell, those are good numbers on him, but you also had some Eric amazing Jones. numbers on no, Eric Jones. And Eric Jones, I mean, you know, it's it's hard because Eric Jones' equipment is so much better than Michael McDowell's. So that scares you a little bit there. But Eric Jones, once again, like I said, kind of a funk the way this season's ending for him. So if Eric Jones is still in this funk, I like the number on Michael McDowell because he's not in a funk. McDowell is focused. He knows this is a weekend for him, and he 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 really shows up to play when he comes to these places. Right, let's, before we go into, into Group B, but let's talk about the, the Eric Jones team and, and the Joe Gibbs racing team. So Denny's in because he won last week no matter what. A Truex, unless some horrible thing befalls him, he's in. Kyle Busch totally back to the wall, almost got a win and in, and Eric Jones is out. So is there a, a Gibbs – concentration absolutely right on Kyle absolutely. Busch for this weekend no absolutely there's going to be and and they'd be look his guys Eric's guys are trying to stay in a bubble and focus on just Eric because there is a lot of distraction with and the they'd other like guys they'd like to in. get a win because those those crew guys get a little bonus oh no they get wins, bonuses so, you know. they want to win so they're fighting for him they're not they're not just saying oh, okay we're, we're the outcast no they want to prove something they want to get there but uh, I still Eric Jones just himself it's like he's in his head and Eric proved early in his career when he gets in his head it's bad for Eric. Yeah, well, he he's needs been to in his be head worried about lately. his ride for next year, which I think it sounds like there's some stuff that's starting to work his favor. Are right, we looking Group E? 
Um, it's really kind of funny when we look at our group E because been obviously, bet down. well, obviously there's been some guys bet down. So really, the favorites are Tyler Reddick and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. now at plus two sixty five, and we've got Matt Kenseth and Cole Custer coming in at plus two seventy. Kind of looks like probably the career of Matt Kenseth is winding down. I think this will probably be. You got your Matt. We got our Matt Kenseth mentioned in though. Uh, we did get our Matt Kenseth mentioned in. Uh, it's probably going to be the end for him because Ross Chastain we know is going to be in that car next year. Um, probably think this will be it. Uh, what do you? think about that that's kind of a wow I, I think i'd stay completely away from that group to take well I, I just trying to why, find out why ricky stenhouse getting bet down because nothing to me says bet ricky at the road course average of average finish on the last 10 road courses of 23.6 maybe they're they're betting against the other three <laughs> you know i mean tyler, tyler reddick and cole custer really don't you know now if it rains if it uh, rains, Reddick, Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick, I'm all in on those guys. I mean, Tyler Reddick only has one data point in the Cup Series to show, and that's an 18th at the Daytona Road Course. So and Custer, same and, way. And Custer same the same way. So, But I, I still I don't know why they've been bet down to the but, favorites. But I, I would tell you that if you get up on Sunday and it looks like it's going to be rain, raining at Charlotte, then go get some Tyler Reddick and some Cole open, Custer in Open that up group. your app, whichever it is, South Point, you know, MGM, whoever it is, and bet some of these guys with that rain experience. It's going to pay off. All right, and our last group, Group F, our Ron Flatter group. It's not the Chris Buescher group because nobody decided to put him in a group this week. Bubba Wallace, the favorite there at plus 260. And, you know, Bubba's not a real huge fan of road courses. <laughs> uh, then Ty Dillon, John Hunter Nemechek, and Ryan Priest at plus 270. Kind of an interesting, interesting uh, group there, I think. Look, Bubba had a great run last week, was in the lead, you know, was was showing some prowess of what Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are, you know, want to see out of him, um, but I don't see that fading over into the road course. Um, even when he ran trucks in Xfinity, he never really liked the road racing. Uh, average finish of 28.5 in his seven road races in the Cup. Uh, he is not a fan of road racing, so him being the favorite is an easy one to mark and out. And if you get bad weather, Nemechek and Priest. Uh, Priest, like Priest, the modified guy that he is, I, I do like Priest. There's, there's definitely the, uh, there, there. If you're looking to find a, a matchup that is kind of back up backwards, it's Group F right now. All right, so it's picks time. First off, let's talk about last week. Um, you, know, you know, Brendan missed the show a couple weeks ago when he actually had a good week. So now you've had bad weeks. So you, so you're going to let me like, I, I can but show, I can show right you. There, but it. the pit crew. Come on. Do I need to put it back here? Yeah, see, my eyes are bad now. The pit crew was our big winner last week, though. Pit crew 2.6. 2.6. Who did the pit crew get They right got Hamlin plus 300 in the top three, and they got Brad K to win Group B at plus 260. So they got those. Brad just missed out on the top three, though. Uh, so that was that was there. They got Bowman, Group C. Um, I did get a winner. I got Boucher to win Group D at plus 270, and that was it. But and I got Denny Hamlin a top, top three, three there. At, uh, That's why you're point three better than me yeah. which is why I lead off which is why you picks. get to pick first so yes. uh so Brendan let's hear, hear your picks for this week so uh you know I'm going to start off where I don't normally do this and we all know that I don't normally pick a race winner but I'm going to lead off with a race winner and I'm going to lead off with two picks in the race winner category I'm going to pick Chase Elliott and Martin Trex Jr. I think that's a good I, I like that I mean if you get one of those two right you've won I'm still up you're still I, and, and if Martin does it, I'm up. I'm up even happier. I'm going to go all the way down to that Eric Jones at twelve to one. Even though I kind of poo-pooed him right there uh, in the group matchup, I still like what he does. I still like his equipment. I think Eric Jones uh, at twelve to one in the top three is a pick for me. Uh, I'm going to go into Group D into our group matchups. This is kind of a head off that pick a hedge on picking Eric Jones. I'm going Michael McDowell to win Group D because if McDowell 
if Eric Jones doesn't do well, I get plus 280 return on him. So I got a little, a small little hedge going there. And then I'm going to change on what we talked off air. I'm going to go Kyle Busch in Group B at plus 315. He's not up against Chase and up against Truex. Uh, I think he's going to be very strong and try to get himself in this playoff. And so I'm getting Kyle Busch. Brendan's just completely messed up my sheets because we gave me his picks pick. before one. the segment. He one. switched them, so I'm screwed. But the problem the is he also talked me out of picking Clint Boyer in Group C, so I had to make a change myself. So I'll go through mine real quick. Uh, you're not going to agree a bit here. Uh, I, I agree with you totally on Chase Elliott to win the race. I just am not going to leave him dangling out there at plus 300. And I'm going to go Martin Trix Jr. with the top three because yep. it's a plus yep. number on a plus 150. So that's my two in the win top three category. And then I'm going to go in the groups for my other picks. I'm going 100% with you on Kyle Busch at plus 315 in Group B. I really like that. I like the As I say bet the don't line all season on Kyle Busch, what do I do? But I'm I like his Kyle desperation Bush. knowing that he's, he's got a winner in. Do as I say, not as I do. Uh, I'm actually going to go against you in Group D. I'm taking the Eric Jones pick Ooh. in Group D. I really do like him there. And my last one, I'm going all the way to Group F. And I'm going Ryan Priest in Group Group F because I, like I, like I just think he and he's run fairly well. well if and, you're saying 90 percent chance of rain, and I don't like the other three guys in Group F, which is part of. No, I, I like them. I just don't like them to finish <laughs> Wait, I at tell the top Ty of the group. So like I like Ty. John Hunter's a great Ty. kid, and I love Bubba. Him. So anyway, all right. Now the pit crew was our big winner, so I'll go through the pit crew's picks this week. Pit crew is taking Martin Truex Jr. to win at the plus 550. Pit crew's got a couple of group picks. Oh, they really went out on a limb here. Chase Elliott to win Group A, but hey, it's plus one seventy. But, but they have you get it. But they have Martin Truex to win the race. They got a little hedge there. They do. And then uh, Brad Keselowski at plus two twenty five in Group B. Okay. Good pick there. Head to head versus us. And then they decided that those numbers on Kevin Harvick were too big to leave alone. They're going plus one seventy on Kevin Harvick against Chase Elliott, and plus one forty on Kevin Harvick against Martin Truex Jr. So a little right. hedging going on there, a little bit of back and forth, but pit Listen, crew beat us last week, so They've what been on are we fire lately, too. They've had a couple good weeks, the pit crew. Uh, out of the last, like, three or four, they've had a couple good ones there. So All right, well, we got about 30 seconds left. Uh, we've kind of talked a lot about the Roval. Uh, outside of Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., what do you look for this weekend? I'm looking for Well, I'm looking for that rain. Uh, look, you, we all know I love my road racing. You'll be doing I'm, your rain dance. The I BJ love the, Thomas Even though I'm song. not there, I'm going to be doing the rain dance. I want to see him drive in the rain. I think that would be spectacular to watch. So, uh, boys, have at it in the rain. Sorry I'm not there. Well, when we come back next week on Gone Racing, we'll break down the Roval. We'll talk about what's coming up at Kansas, and we'll have four less playoff drivers. See you next week. This is Gone Racing. The weekly NASCAR show that gets you ready for this week's big race and more. You can listen to VSIN on Sirius XM Channel 204. Watch us online at vsin.com and follow us on Twitter at VSIN Live. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.